All right. Oh, oh, busting everything up here. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose of Grace. I'm Pastor Nathan Hurst, and it's good to connect with you this morning. Well, tomorrow, this morning, we're going to get right into it, discuss kind of another uh, leadership concept, leadership principle. And uh, today, we're actually going to discuss the idea of character over talent. So as you're logging on, make sure you share this with a friend. Make sure you find someone that needs to hear what this is about, not necessarily that they don't have character or not necessarily that they're relying only on their own talent, but maybe they need to understand a little bit more of these leadership principles and skill sets that will help further their life. Uh, because we believe and I believe that the more we advance in our leadership skill set, uh, the higher likelihood is that we are going to actually do well in everything that we do. Uh, so we want to encourage people to develop and to grow in their leadership. And we're going to bring some Bible into it, exactly what Scripture says about some of these things. So uh, make sure you kind of log on and share as things are, are going on. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, let us know because we can see them in the chat. I'll try to manage the chat as much as possible. In fact, I'll even post a little bit here on Facebook. Just say a quick hi to everybody, and boom, there it is. And hopefully you can see that as it popped up. Um, <clears throat> anyway. So as we're moving on, uh, let, let's get let's get into it. And uh, the first thing about character is simple. You know, if you don't have the character that you need, your talent's only going to take you so far. And and as kind of as we said in the in the little brief description of this episode, you know, talent. It, everybody's born with a level of talent. Everybody's born with some idea of talent uh, that they apply and ascribe to their life, and that helps them, motivates them uh, to really do what they're called to do. But you know, not everybody, not every, not everybody excels at building that talent. Not every leader takes that talent to the next level. Some people are comfortable with the talent level they're given. They never, they never grow past that. And that's one thing we could talk about that at a different time. Uh, but really what we want to get into is, you know, talent is, is great, but talent never takes you where your character can keep you. And if we're honest with ourselves, character is the one thing that really, honestly makes the difference. And uh, good morning there, Pat. See you uh, texting in there. Good morning. Good morning, mom. See you there as well. Um, it's, it's good to have your mom on some of the programs as well, <laughs> you know, connecting with you. Uh, but this is one of those things where if we don't develop our talent, or I'm sorry, if we don't develop our character, our talent might take us somewhere, uh, but it will never keep us in that place uh, really that, that God's carved out for us and that God wants us to be at. So first thing, about talent and character, showing up is a big, big issue. If you just show up, if you just are there, prepared, ready to go, ready to rock and roll, ready to be there, showing up is part of the equation. You, it's amazing to me how many very well-talented people just don't show up at the opportune time. You know, character forces you to say, okay, I'm going to be a part of the solution. I'm going to be a part of fixing the problem. I'm going to be a part of moving uh, whatever the organization is forward, moving whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish forward. Uh, character tells you that you have to get involved in that. Talent doesn't, doesn't necessarily do that. Talent doesn't drag you out of bed. Talent doesn't put you in front of hard situations. Talent doesn't move you to actually showing up when you need to be there. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13 says it like this in the NIV, uh, be on guard, stand firm in the faith and be courageous, be strong, right? And I kind of cut that verse down a little bit, but, you know, stand guard, be on guard, know what you're called to do. Stand firm in faith, man, knowing that you can show up and you can be strong. You can be a person of influence. And that doesn't have anything to do with how talented you are. 
Be courageous. Even in the face of adversity, show up. Even in the face of difficulty and hardship, show up. Even when you don't feel strong enough and you feel weak, show up anyway. And I guarantee you that will take you farther, much farther than talent ever really will. Uh, the next one there is care, that we actually need to learn to care. You know, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 40 says it like this. Uh, Truly, I tell you, uh, whatever you did for the least of these, your brothers and sisters of mine, you've done for me. And these are the words of Jesus. He's saying, listen, we need to think about people more than just a commodity to get what we want out of life. People should be something, someone, a person that we care for, that we love, that we engage in their life so that they actually know that we're there for a purpose beyond ourselves. Listen, I find people, highly talented people mess this up all the time. And they see people as a means to an end. In fact, they see through people rather than seeing people through. So what what does that mean in practicality? Because I've said that sometimes in the church. We're here to see you through, not see through you. We don't want to see you as just a cog in the wheel just to make the organization go round. We want to see you and your life develop and grow and mature. I said it on Sunday that one of the the biggest uh, cares of a pastor, and it should be the biggest cares of any leader, is to see the people around them develop and grow in their purpose. That as a church, if you're not developing and growing in your purpose, we haven't done our job. As good leaders and someone who rides above their talent, if you are interested in watching people develop in their whole person, find out what their purpose is in life and accomplish it, actually care, actually care about the person. That they're not just a uh, they're not just a check register number. Uh, they're not just you know they're not just another another client that's going to give you more money. That's going to buy another widget. That's going to add to your services. They're not just a number on a ledger, but they're actually human people that you care about. Once that transition happens, once you actually care about the individual then life changes drastically. And you can't fake this, right? You can put on a smile and you can be very hospitable. Uh, you can be a, you can be a great connector and it's all about you. You can connect with people because you need the accolades, because you need people to like you and to want you. People will see through that. But if you actually care, like Jesus is talking about here, anyone who, who's feeling marginalized, anyone who's feeling off to the side, anyone who's not feeling part of the group, if we will go after them, the least of these, if we'll go connect with them, if we'll invest in their life, if we'll make them our sister and our brother and truly invest in them, then we've done it not just for them, but we've done it unto God as well. And that will take you farther. That character aspect will take you so much farther uh, than anything, anything, anything uh, that you could do on your own and just talent-wise. Good morning, Caitlin. See you there as well. Uh, Good to have you. Um, The next one there, a big issue, and I think we're getting lost in the the millennial generation. We're getting lost as what this is really about is hustle. I don't mean hustle like try to pull one over on somebody. I mean hustle like hard work. Man, if, if you don't have that internal burning fire to just work hard, you know, I, I, Lori and I joke all the time. We, we tend to work a lot of hours and, and we love every minute of it. Um, you know, I tell her all the time when we get tired, we can sleep when we're dead. Like what, what sleep about? Like we're not, we're not in this to passively play this game so that someday we can retire. No, we're in this to win it. We want to hustle. We want to work hard and accomplish all that God has for us. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31, whatever you do, 
do all things or everything under the glory of God. Man, think about it that way, that when we're investing in what we're called to do, regardless of our talent level, if we'll come in full bore and hustle and work hard and literally work hard, I mean, work ourselves to the bone if we need to at times. It's never forever, right? You work hard, you play hard. You got to have time to recharge. But you really understand that the hustle sometimes will put you in front of people, put you in scenarios, elevate your life that nothing else on life could do. Listen, you can be incredibly talented. If you're lazy, no one's going to care. They're not going to see it. You could work on your talent and you could actually be one of the most talented people in your field. But if you're just flat out lazy, can't get out of bed, can't make it to the meetings, can't connect with people, can't do what needs to be done, work a little harder than the person next to you, you're never going to excel in the way that you could. When I was uh, a young kid and I was playing football in high school, I knew I wasn't the most talented kid on the team. I also knew I wasn't the most athletic kid on the team. But I did know this, that I could play. I would actually get a starting position if I found the person on the team whose position I wanted. And every time we ran drills or sprints, I just outworked them by one step. I would purposefully line up next to the guy whose position I wanted. And every time we were running sprints, I'd try to beat him. And you know what? At first, I couldn't. But over time, I started beating them and beating them and eventually won that position just by working a little harder. I didn't have to blow out the system. I didn't have to be this stud player that was better than everybody in four districts. All I had to be was better than the guy next to me in order to win. That's a level of hustle that I don't think many of us apply to our lives today. And I definitely think we're losing it in a generation that we're afraid to tell people just work harder. But I want to work smarter. Well, sometimes that works, but most of the time it's just flat out work harder. But, you know, I do a lot and, you know, we've got all these other things going on in life. Yeah. How much Netflix do you watch? Silence, right? I know it's silence because nobody's here and it's just me, but yeah, I could feel it. I could feel it on the other side. How, how much time do you, do you waste watching YouTube? How much time are you on TikTok? How much time are you wasting doing these other things? When you get up in the morning, you don't get up very early. When do you go to bed at night? You know, there's there's so much time that we have in a day. Everybody has 24 hours. It's what we do with it. And if we don't maximize that time, we're never really going to accomplish what God's called us to, or even what our character could draw us into as far as as far as where God's leading us. If we don't learn how to hustle, if we don't do everything that we're doing under the glory of God, if God was sitting there over your shoulder watching, how would you perform the task? How would you do what you're doing? Whoops. I want to knock my microphone off. How would you do what you're doing? Again, if God was looking down over your shoulder, because he is to some degree, and he's not looking, judging you. But again, if I if I know that somebody I love and trust is looking over my shoulder while I'm performing what I've been called to do, I tend to work a little harder, right? And when I was a kid, if mom and dad showed up in a classroom, of course, I wanted to work a little harder that day. You know, if, if there were times where uh, we were <laughs> Good morning. What is sleep? Yeah, right. If we, I just saw that comment. Uh, if, if there were times in life where, you know, someone that I love, trusted was in the room, I gave a little more extra effort. That's really what the scripture is talking about. That when we're in that space and we're relying on our character to take us a little further, and you've got to push that hustle mode, man, you've got to push that hustle button, then, man, you got to work as if you know that person you love and trust is right in the room with you. The next one here and the last one for today, do the right thing. Man, it sounds so easy. It sounds so easy, man. James chapter four and verse 17. So whatever, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, that's sin. 
And these are the words of the Bible. That's James, the brother of Jesus. He writes this very simple verse in his God, in, in his in his epistle. Uh, that if you know if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it to you, that's sin. Listen, do the right thing. We know, we know, we have an internal knowing. We have the Holy Spirit motivating on the inside of us. We know what the right thing to do is. Why don't we do it? Come on, we know why we don't do it. Sometimes it's because we're lazy. Sometimes it's because we don't want to think about it. At other times, it's it's just because it's advantageous to do something else and to go in a different direction. But man, I'm telling you what, if you're going to have your, your character outweigh, outweigh your talent, when the rubber meets the road, when there's that fork in the road, you've got to make a choice, do the right thing. It's not always easy. It's not always what you want to do. You know, the Bible even says that we are to swear to our own hurt, that when we commit our word to it, even if at the end of the day, it costs us something that we're supposed to stick with it. You know, there, it was recently, um, the church had an opportunity with a building. Uh, it's been a little while ago now, maybe two years ago now. And, uh, we were in this kind of, uh, this pattern of negotiation and, and how it was going to work with the church that was diminishing and, and all of these things. And there was an individual who was a part of the conversation who probably shouldn't have been, but he was a part of the conversation. And when we got in the conversation, I asked up front and I asked specifically, you know, you're not going to throw your hat in the ring here and mess this stuff up, are you? And you kind of had that conversation. She said, no, 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 I'm backing out. This isn't what I want to do. Well, push comes to shove, and all of a sudden, this gentleman finds out that things are moving in, in the direction that he maybe he didn't think they were going to move into. And we were going to move forward with everything going on with this church building and adopt it as our own. And, and, and just at the last minute, he threw, his, he, threw his, he threw his shoe in there and said, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I want to take my words back. Listen, the Bible doesn't give place for that kind of character. The Bible says you swear to your own hurt. You made your word. You made your promise. Your word is your bond. You do it. You don't back off. Now you can tell I'm a little jaded from that. Not really, because God showed up in a big way. But it is a great example in my personal life to see where somebody just said their character didn't matter as much as what they were going to get on the other end. And what they wanted on the other end was much bigger than their character. Listen, uh, let me help you out. That never is going to bring very much in your life. It's going to ruin some things. In fact, it's going to kill influence. So we have to come to a place where when we say do the right thing, we do the right thing. When we know the right thing to do and we don't do it to us, that's sin. And, and listen, you can over-spiritualize it all. You go, oh, I don't know what the Holy Spirit said. What's the right thing to do? Well, I kind of wonder where God's leading. What's the right thing to do? What's the good and godly thing to do? Well, I'm not sure. You know, I just got to feel motivated from God. No, no. What's the right thing to do? In my opinion, if we'll stick to some of these, some of these, these principles, if we'll understand that character always, always, always outrides talent, if we'll stick to that principle, there's no telling where God can take us. Man, God can take us and elevate our lives in ways that we would have never thought possible. God can move in our hearts and our lives in ways that we would have never understood. But let me help you out. You can't do it if you don't have good, solid biblical character. God's expecting us to do more, to be more, to accomplish more than we ever have. But we have to do that based on the character that he's developing and motivating and maturing in our heart. So I want to encourage you today, man, learn how to just show up. Just be present. Be there when you're needed. Be there when you can help. Be there when you can make a difference or change. Show up. Man, care for the people that God's put in front of you. Actually care about them. Not what you can get out of them, not how it makes you feel, not how it looks on your resume, not what it does for your advancement. Just care about them. Honestly care for them. 
hustle, work it, man, work it to the bone, man. If sleep is deprived for a while, oh well, so be it, but work it hard, whatever it is God's called you to work it, earn it, earn it every day. And the last one there is do the right thing, man. Make sure that in all of life and where God is taking you, you're doing what you know is right. And I guarantee you, you're, you're going to mess up from time to time, but here's how we manage this, right? The do the right thing scale. There's a one to a 10. And if on our scale, from one to a 10, we're trying to move towards the 10. We might be at a two or a three and we're making bad decisions all the time, but we're moving towards the 10. That's all God can ask for us. But if we're at an eight and man, we think we've made it, but we're sliding down towards a seven, we're sliding down towards a six because we're failing to do the right thing again and again and again, then that's where we're in trouble. It's not about where you're positioned on the scale, one to 10 of doing the right thing. It's about how you're making progress. Are you moving towards the ultimate goal that God's called you to? Are you doing what he's called you to do with good, godly integrity and character? And that's all that we can ask, really. That's all that God can ask from us is that we figure out how to advance and develop the character in our lives so that where our talent can take us, our character can keep us. Amen. Amen, man. It's exciting again to be with you, to connect with you this morning. And we're just super excited for all that God's doing in our life, in the life of the church. We're happy, uh, Happy that you're listening and, and listening to the show. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Well, I know tomorrow's Friday, so we won't be here tomorrow. Uh, but we'll kick back up on Monday. And enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your long weekend. And uh, spend some time with family and friends. And, man, just, just get connected with them and develop character in everything that you do. Awesome. We'll see you next time.